The mission of the United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. What is our definition of disciple? And how will disciples transform the world? Hello, my name is Donna Godwin. I'm a licensed local pastor in the North Alabama Conference. I am the chair of the Fellowship of Local Pastors and Associate Members, and I currently serve the people called First United Methodist Church Centerpoint. The readings for this week examine the human response to the call of God. Abram responds to God's call to leave his home, his land, his family, to venture to a new country to become a blessing. The letter to the Romans reflects on the faith of Abraham. The reading from Genesis does not say why Abram was chosen. There's no mention of righteousness or faith before he was called, but we know that he was chosen and he faithfully responded. We also know that even after the call and his obedient response, Abram made some mistakes. But God chose to work through Abram, flaws and all, to bless the world with God's reconciling work. Psalm 33 expresses a response of joyful praise to God who creates and sustains and whose faithful love fills the whole earth. Matthew 9 contrasts Matthew's obedient response to Jesus' call and the religious leader's response to Jesus' dinner companions. It goes on to tell of the faithful response to the healing ministry of Jesus. Let's hear our gospel reading, Matthew 9, 9 through 13, and 18 through 26. As Jesus continued on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a kiosk for collecting taxes. He said to him, follow me, and he got up and followed him. As Jesus sat down to eat in Matthew's house, Many tax collectors and sinners joined Jesus and his disciples at the table. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. Go and learn what this means. I want mercy and not sacrifice. I didn't come to call righteous people, but sinners. While Jesus was speaking to them, a ruler came and knelt in front of him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and place your hands on her and she will live. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Then a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched the hem of his clothes. She thought, If I only touch his robe, I'll be healed. When Jesus turned and saw her, he said, Be encouraged, daughter, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that time on. When Jesus went to the ruler's house, he saw the flute players and the distressed crowd. He said, Go away, because the little girl isn't dead, but is asleep. But they laughed at him. After he had sent the crowd away, Jesus went in and touched her hand, and the little girl rose up. News about this spread throughout the whole region. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There are a few things going on here. 
Matthew's obedient response to the call to follow me, the church leader's response to Jesus' table fellowship, and the sandwich stories of the leader of the synagogue or the ruler's daughter and the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. At first, one might wonder what these have to do with each other. Well, let's look. Matthew is a tax collector. Tax collectors were despised, perceived to be selfish, greedy, always looking out for themselves. Tax collectors and sinners are grouped together a lot. And this tax collector responds to the call without hesitation. On the other hand, the religious leaders, the church leaders who are perceived as holy, mutter about Jesus. The supreme sinner obeys Jesus. The pious grumble about Jesus. Jesus didn't just call a tax collector to follow him. He's then dining with many other tax collectors and sinners. In the book, What If Jesus Was Serious About the Church, Sky Jatani notes that the Pharisees arrived while Jesus was enjoying his dinner with the scum of the earth. The Pharisees were appalled. Jesus' behavior is disturbing. It blurs the boundary lines between us and them, the good guys and the bad guys. This unearned grace unsettles the security and superiority of the religious. Why would a rabbi defile himself by associating with sinners? They challenge Jesus' honor. Disgusted, they ask the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? It was not the disciples, but Jesus who answered. Healthy people don't need a doctor, but the sick do. Then he tells them to go and learn the meaning of Hosea 6.6. I want mercy and not sacrifice. God wants love over the letter of the law. Relationships rather than religion. Reconciliation not ritual. What God desires is us. Restoration of the image of God in us. Jesus' response was to point to the need for healing. Hospitality and hospital come from the same Latin root word. While we think of hospital as a place for healing, the word means home for strangers. There is a connection between being welcomed and being healed. We all want to be welcomed, accepted, and loved just as we are. Such unconditional welcome can be healing. The healing stories included in the gospel reading also have to do with welcoming with unconditional love and acceptance. Their issue is not sin, but illness and death. Nevertheless, they are people on the margins, issues that cause isolation. 
being female, blood, a corpse. The bleeding woman and the ruler respond to Jesus in faith. And Jesus responds to them. Jesus turned to the woman. Jesus went into the leader's house. These narratives of hospitality and healing remind us that Jesus loves, accepts, and welcomes everyone. Flawed, imperfect people. And that is what we're called to do. We love, we accept, and we welcomed. Well, we're supposed to. We're called to. But do we? What kind of disciples are we? How are we responding to God's call? How well are we following the teachings and example of Jesus? How are we allowing God to work through us to transform the world? Who do we love, accept, and welcome? What kind of healing hospitality do we offer? Jesus was completely aware of the character of his dinner companions, but he loved and welcomed them anyway. He offered refuge to wounded souls. This is the love of God. God sees us as we truly are. He knows our heart. Our culture is very divided. In business, politics, the church, in marketing, we are sorted and labeled. Conservative, liberal, good guys, bad guys, saints, sinners, us, or them. We have a choice. We can be a part of a system that seeks to divide us further. We can dehumanize the others. We can increase our sense of righteousness at the expense of rejecting anyone not like us. Or we can do our part to facilitate healing. How do disciples transform the world? We can love who Jesus loves. Welcome who Jesus welcomes. That would be everyone. Let's pray. Gracious God, we come to you to praise you and thank you. You are love. And you created us in your image to be creative, loving beings. You love and welcome us into your presence, all of us. By the example of Jesus and the power of your Holy Spirit, move us to be loving, accepting, and welcoming. Help us to transform the world through the healing power of love. Show us how to overcome the systems that divide us. 
to see past the labels we put on each other. May we see others through your eyes. We pray these things through the power of your love. Amen.